With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. Hello and welcome to the MMQB NFL Podcast. I'm Gary Bramley. And I'm Connor Orr. And Connor, we have joined here today to talk about Moneyball. And I'm very coincidentally, some might say ironically, wearing my Oakland A's hat. That was not planned. But uh, cool. we are... <laughs> It's it's kind of cool. <laughs> I'm I think wearing, so. I'm wearing a baseball cap. Yeah, I mean, I have Radical. an A's hat too. I really like it. Um, I just I can't pull off Major League Baseball hats. It's something that I've wanted to do for a really really long time, and I used to have a collection of about sixteen of them, and I just kept buying them, thinking that one day I'd be able to pull them off, and I'd have this whole closet full of cool Major League Baseball hats, but I gave Mm -hmm. up, and then I ended up selling them all on Facebook Marketplace. Now, is that because of the fit, or because... uh... Yeah, it's the fit. I have a big head, um, and then I can't get the brim to bend the way that I like it. Um, That that has always been sort of the biggest failing of Major League Baseball caps, right? Is the brim just doesn't do what I need it to do. And I'm curious why players stand for that when you could get like a like a legacy brand hat and it just fits exactly the way you need it to. It's got like the buckle back on it or, or the 47 brand hat. 
Um, but I, I don't understand. I've never understood sort of the rhythm and the feel of a Major League Baseball hat. Well, that's like the old Seinfeld episode where they get the, the cotton uniforms because it, it breathes better. I mean, they're out there in the summer heat, and those are like those are like wool hats, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Seinfeld's <laughs> terrible, but um, I agree. It's, uh, it's sort you know, like... I have a Nike dry fit hat or an Under Armour dry fit hat, which I, mm-hmm. I greatly enjoy. And I think that that would be far better, right? And then in October, you switch to the wool hats to keep your head a little warm. But uh, yeah, I, I, you know, wake up, sheeple, is, is what we're trying to say. Yeah. St- stop trying to make Major League Baseball hats happen because I just don't think they work for anybody, except for you. What is that? What what's the Rodney Dangerfield line? Looks good on you though. <laughs> this this one's the fake. It's not like the authentic one that comes with like the super flat brim. This is like the fake new era. Uh, it's got like the stretchy flex thing yeah. to fit my giant head. Right. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, it, that's the way it goes. And we're just by the way for anyone waiting, uh, we're just gonna let that Seinfeld take Connor slipped in. We're just gonna let it stand for now. It's a it's a bad show. Uh, curb your enthusiasm was way funnier. Like if you removed Jerry Seinfeld from the equation, um, it, the show would be so much better. But my take has more to do with uh, the fact that he is now allowed to be the arbiter of what's funny in our society. Like every time the New York Times is a humor story, we have to interview Jerry Seinfeld, and he's like, ah, "That's mm-hmm. funny," but like. I don't know if you were to stack up the best comedians of our time purely by humor, stand up, like quality of material, um, innovativeness of material. He's like 12, 13. Still pretty good. Right. But like, <laughs> that's not the greatest of all time. And the engine that drove Seinfeld was Larry David. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just saying you're sort of like, boy, I don't know who's like uh, who's like a player who is propped up incredibly by a system and then just flailed elsewhere. Oh, uh, uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> nah, uh, Joe, yeah, like, uh, maybe Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, Jamie Collins. No, any okay. any Patriots defensive player. Okay. Right? Basically. All right. All right. That's my gripe. So we didn't let it sit, but I will let it sit. I won't push back. I'm not. I do like Seinfeld, but I'm not a big enough fan to to defend it. I just Good. don't have that passion in my, in in me at all. Uh, so we are talking Moneyball, and when we say Moneyball, that's you know, there's a time when people saw Moneyball as specifically what the Oakland A's did in the early aughts. But no, what Moneyball is is taking, and, and we use it as you know, it's it's not like passed down from the latin root for uh whatever word uh it is shorthand for for taking advantage of inefficiencies identifying and exploiting inefficiencies and and in the the case of sports we're talking about uh the way teams build rosters and and build out their strategy so we are talking moneyball and we're talking the team that does football style moneyball in 2022 uh better than anyone and that's the baltimore ravens yeah, I I noticed that um, noticed that in particular this year during the draft and started to dig in. And when I say notice, I'm going to put that in air quotes because I think we've known, right, that right at the beginning of the analytics boom, the Ravens stocked up. They were in on analytics. They, for the past 12 years, I think, have 
really manipulated the compensatory pick formula in a way that we've never seen before. They had more fourth-round picks this year than any team has had a fourth-round picks in NFL history. Um, I, I think they've had something like 30 more picks than anybody else. And from that, you get guys like, you know, Brandon Williams and Mark Andrews and, you know, a lot of their core talent, Tavon Young, you know, a lot of these really talented guys uh, that end up filling a role for them. You don't pay them a lot because they're not first-round picks. Uh, and it allows them more flexibility. So you put that in one bucket. I think that's what they'd been doing for a long time. Now you see a bunch of other teams care about that. So if you're Baltimore or any of these good teams, right, you, you have to you have to zig again because everybody's following you. And so I think what they did this year, kind of dug into a little bit, is they've really started to double down on non-premium positions. And I think this is a really interesting thing. So when we're talking about non-premium positions – talking about pre, uh, positions that don't cost a ton of money, right? Inside linebackers, interior offensive linemen, safeties, uh, tight ends, running backs, fullbacks. And I think what they did was they took a good look at their roster when they had Lamar Jackson, and they said, okay, um, let's be real. If we want to make this thing work, uh, not a ton of receivers are going to want to play here. Lamar's really good at throwing to tight ends. Tight ends are cheaper than wide receivers, and they can block. Uh, why don't we just get a ton of those guys, get some fullbacks, get some running backs, and let's make this happen. And now they've applied that to the defensive side of the ball. And I don't know, Gary. I just think that's that's pretty neat. So this is the organization that originated Kyle Juszczyk and the, the offensive weapon and all that stuff. Uh, the thing that's really interesting to me, because – Lamar Jackson is their quarterback, obviously, and therefore they are building their offense to take advantage of the things that Lamar Jackson can do that no other quarterback in the league can also do. But what's fascinating to me is like, so the way they build out their tight end depth chart, which is it's it's got quality up top. Mark Andrews is, uh, you know, arguably uh, in a year or two, we're going to be seeing him as the best tight end in the league. Uh, they are deep at that position. If you look at tight ends versus wide receivers, even setting aside, okay, who's more valuable to an offense? If you could have like, you know, a bunch of plus receivers or a bunch of plus tight ends, there are so many quality receivers available. There are so few quality tight ends in the league right now. And that plays into, it, you know, it's it's like, okay, this, this is kind of a non-premium position, but if you do want a tight end, <laughs> there's like, I don't know. 11 good ones in the NFL right now and uh the Ravens have one of them and they probably have a couple other guys who are uh top 35 or so yeah and that's why I think it's cool and they drafted another couple tight ends in the draft this year in the hopes that one of them's gonna gonna hit and that's what you can do when you have six fourth round picks so your prior strategy is now informing your current strategy but what I really like about it is like you said there's not a ton of these guys. You take a few more shots at it, and by the end of this thing, I would imagine in a year or two, one one more of these is going to hit on their roster. And the 49ers and the Ravens are essentially going to have like four of the top 12 tight ends in the NFL, which is pretty awesome. And like you said, there's only 12 good ones. Travis Kelsey will retire at some point here. Um if there's only 12 or 11 good ones, 
it's like being the one car dealership that just kept all the cars until the middle of the pandemic and it's like okay yeah you want you want tight ends from us here we want six first round picks please you you want to buy from our large uh, stock of saturns yes we have those <laughs> you're really good at coming up with like very random things at a moment's notice but like really spot on uh, like obscure things. I just wanted to, to let you know that you're it's, very good at that. Thank you. It's it's the life I've lived. My father was an, an avid Saturn driver. Passionate was he really? Saturn driver. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Did you play a lot of Sega CD as a kid too? Uh, we had Sega Genesis. Mm, not obscure. We had enough. we had we had Sega Genesis. This, this is the last uh, story from my mysterious childhood that I will share. <laughs> but we had Sega Genesis before Sonic the Hedgehog existed mm, we had it when it first came out and the free game uh that came with it was altered beast Altered good game beast yeah it was a good wow. game very cool yeah so anyway back to the raven scary <laughs> yes. um speaking of an altered beast no um <laughs> there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you and when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. 
The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand, when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. I'm going to take it a step further now because, so I wrote this column about this a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I heard from uh, people, Ravens fans, was, uh, you're stupid, which is pretty par for the course on Twitter. <laughs> uh, someone said, uh, a professional football writer, of all people, said, uh, uh, this this doesn't make any sense because they haven't won the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, I'll respond to that first by saying they've had the th- third most efficient offense in the NFL since 2018 when they started doing this mm-hmm. seventh most efficient defense in the NFL since 2018 when they started doing this um, you are a fan of sample size and luck and all these adjusted things at some point the Ravens are going to win a Super Bowl doing this I just think injuries fumbles all these silly little things are gonna have to go their way but their record speaks for itself I I, I don't think that there's any <laughs> I, I don't think that there's any argument, counter-argument to say that the Ravens aren't a good franchise right now. That, that would be really surprising to me. <laughs> I love the argument that because they haven't won a Yeah, they're basically the Jaguars. The Ravens, yeah. Jag- same thing. Stupid. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're going to take it a step further because the, the, the criticism from Ravens fans was, we don't have any wide receivers, and you need wide receivers to win. And that got me thinking. Uh, of course, the Buccaneers and the Rams uh, won the last two Super Bowls. So you have Cooper Cup, you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that, wasn't the theory that you don't need a – like it was only the last two years that uh, – and Jamar Chase, I guess, being in the game last year. Uh, but it was only the last two years that everyone was like, oh, now you need wide receivers. That was never the case for decades before then. And I think we used to point out with some regularity that the best teams that were winning the Super Bowls were the ones without these sort of I, I, like number one elite true wide receivers that the offense thrived around. Um, but I'm not going to say that receivers are irrelevant, Gary, but follow my logic here. I think that if you have really good tight ends and a really good running game and a super athletic quarterback, you just need guys on the field to run routes in a certain way to make the defense react and get out of the way for the people that you do have um, that you want the ball to go to. Does that make sense? Yes. I'll, uh, I'll get on board with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, if if you uh, you could go to the uh, you know the the twenty was that the twenty nineteen forty niners? I'm I'm gonna mix up seasons and uh, and calendar year Super Bowls. By the way, uh, you know twenty nineteen forty niners Patriots teams for years and years, with the exception of the Randy Moss years, uh, never really had you know Deion Branch won a Super Bowl MVP. Uh, I mean, you can go to I mean, the, the Seattle teams, uh, Doug Baldwin was a really good player. I don't know if anyone saw him as like a, uh, an elite true, uh, number one. And then the rest of that was what Ricardo Lockett and, you know, just sort of role players there. Lots of teams have had tremendous success with role player receivers. And yeah, if given the choice between having a really good receiver and not having a really good receiver, you should want a good receiver. But, uh, I don't know if it's a difference making, 
um, position, especially, I mean, look, Andy Reid's mantra for, for years or his MO for years was, uh, you know, our system will make these receivers good. And right. I think we're maybe getting back to that a little bit at this point, except for the half of the league that is giving up tremendous amounts of money and draft capital to get these guys. Right. There is a there's certainly a divide, and I think the market went a little haywire there, um, which is causing uh, Ravens fans to react. But I would encourage your teams, because uh, again, everyone's saying, "Well, you can't you can't replicate this," but you don't need to. What you need to do is you need to look at your roster and you just need to double and triple down on the things that you do best. And that gives you the ability to do what Baltimore is doing now. So let's flesh this thing out. Third tier, the draft this year. They have two first round picks. And what do they do? Um, Cornerback is another premium market that's going through the roof. Derek Stingley got taken third. So the best cornerback in the draft is third. Baltimore needs help in coverage. So what do they do? Their first first round pick, they take a safety. Uh, they spent their most money in free agency on another safety, Marcus Williams, um, who is going to come in about ten million less than your number one cover corner in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But you design the things much like they're doing with tight ends in their passing game. You design your coverages to feature to be safety heavy, right? To be safety driven. So now you have Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton might have been one of the best players in the draft. I mean, you and I had him going third or fourth in the mock draft that we did, I think, on this show. Um, And so what you're doing is Kyle Hamilton is just making mediocre cornerbacks better instead of having really good expensive cornerbacks making your mediocre safeties better. Um, Then they did that with Tyler Linderbaum, the center, maybe one of the best center prospects we've seen come through the draft in like 10 years. And so Tyler Linderbaum is going to make your average guards better instead of your left tackle and right tackle, who are the most expensive thing, making your guards and centers better, right? And so it can work both ways. And for people who say it can't, look what the Colts are doing. The Colts didn't draft a left tackle this year because they have Quentin Nelson, right? Um, They're like, hey, he's going to help figure that out. We watched the Chargers try to contend for a playoff spot last year, and they had, I think it was, what, Trey Pipkins? at left tackle in one of the most critical games of the season, but you had Matt Filer at guard who was picking up the slack. And I think that it's a cool thing out there because, okay, left tackles are going to cost $23 million a year. The best paid center in the NFL is, I don't know, what would you say? Guess while I look it up. Uh, I will guess uh, $14 million. Uh, $12.5. Uh, okay. $13.5. Oh, all right. Who is and it? It's Frank Ragno, of all people. Yeah. Um, Ryan Kelly, Corey Lindsley, and Eric. 12 5. Um, you know, Rodney Hudson's at 10. Mitch Morse, 9.75. Jason Kelsey at 9. Like, that's, that's crazy value, right? It is. And the other thing is uh, look, if you go back to the pre Mitch Morse bills and i realize other stuff went on there uh that allowed that offense to take off but the things they can do with mitch morse which you know you can do a lot of similar things with uh tyler linderbaum theoretically uh, assuming he ends up being the kind of player that he is projected to be uh it gives you some so many more options 
than you have with just sort of a typical guy at the pivot. Uh, I think that's going to be, uh, he's a potential difference maker for that defense, or excuse me, for that offense. Uh, And I do want to talk about just the safeties for a little bit, because look, if you go back five, six years, what was the trend in the league? It was single high. It was Seattle style. Everyone wanted those types of dudes. And by the way, when Seattle started loading up on all those cornerbacks who are, you know, they didn't want the fast guys. They wanted the six foot two guys with the 34 inch arms, uh, spaghetti men, baby spaghetti men, some might say, uh, that's, that was an inefficiency and that's why it worked back then. And that's why it worked less and less going forward when everyone started looking for those guys and the market basically became too expensive for them. But, uh, in like three years right now, it's all about the, the split safety looks in three years. It might not be. I mean, you could argue that it probably won't be that. And you're going to want some sort of versatility in the guys you have. And certainly in Kyle Hamilton, uh, yes, he is a safety, but you can do so many different things with him uh, in your defense. And, you know, there's kind of that, it's it's the, whatever, it's, it's, it's the classic uh, clash of sort of approaches. Do you want a kind of consistent, simplistic, defense where you can plug guys in right away and and sort of hit the ground running or do you want to build something out that's maybe a little more complex maybe takes sticking these guys together for a couple years uh i would think the long-term payoff of having a guy like hamilton who has that kind of flexibility in the lineup is going to really show up uh even if it doesn't show up entirely uh, early in his career although certainly you know whatever yeah play him in some <laughs> some some split high looks uh he'll do fine yeah and here's here's the regret of it all right because like you mentioned with seattle they went for an inefficiency and they hammered it and they cornered the market and then everybody uh everybody got on board i'm thinking about all the teams that had the opportunity to do this and then didn't do it and the one that i think that you and i well, let's see how good of a wavelength we're on because we complained about this team not doing something very particular for like two years, and now it's impossible. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh man, I <laughs> I don't, and I feel like a terrible uh, friend and podcast host right now. The, uh, the Arizona Cardinals not taking, not just going receiver, 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 yeah, receiver every okay. draft. All right, right, all right. I'm with and, you. Yeah, sorry. So if you looked at, you know, you were going to do some version of air raid, right? You were, you knew you were going to run four wide more than any team in the NFL. Um, and why weren't you, uh, you know, I was just looking back at free agency 2018, 2019, 2020. Uh, you know, you could have players now, same caliber players who are going for, I mean, Hunter Renfro is making $16 million a year. Um, you could have had Hunter Renfro ish hunter renfro light for four and a half back then um you could have had six hunter renfros for the cost of one hunter renfro now you know uh hunter renfro has become the avocado right now he's uh, very expensive when you know you could have just been having tons of delicious avocados for nothing back then (laughs) filled up the freezer with avocados yeah and hunter renfros Who else are we missing, right? I mean, the Cardinals tried to build something that was cool and that was different. So why don't you double down on on 
wide receivers. You're seeing it now with the 49ers, right? Taking a lot of running backs. Um, a lot of these teams, you know, you, you should just, you should identify what you're good at. You should triple down on it. Steve Sable, the legend of NFL Films, I uh, interviewed him once in his Mount Laurel office, and he said, Connor, if you like something, buy six. He said, that was my, be- that was my best piece of advice. <laughs> and I think that would be my best piece of advice for NFL teams, too. If you're good at something, buy six. If you like rain- lanky, rangy cornerbacks with long arms, buy six. Because two are going to get injured, one of them's going to get traded, and one of them's not going to be very good. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. So yeah, I think I'm very bullish on the Ravens in the long term. In the short term, it, look, it's, it's, 
it's an offense that struggled down the stretch even before the Lamar Jackson injury. Uh, I don't know what what do you what do you think of this team in 2022? I could see a uh, I could. S- <laughs> I'm going to say I could see a wide range of outcomes, but like the lower outcome is probably like 10 and seven. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I, I think at worst, they're the seventh seed. If they stay barring some sort of crazy rash of injuries, I think they're the seventh seed at worst. Um, <laughs> like, like losing like uh, all of your cornerbacks and your entire running back depth chart in August. Yeah. I, th- that it's not going to happen. Well, uh, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to try to jinx anybody here. I don't think that will happen again. I would be surprised if that happens again. Um, and uh, I, I mean, right now I have them winning the AFC North. That's where I. That's where I'm at. I did okay. my hundred bold predictions a couple weeks ago. I said I think Lamar Jackson is going to set a career high in passing yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to be an MVP candidate, and I think the Ravens are going to be back, baby. Baltimore one, Cincinnati two. Mm. What do you think, Cleveland or Pittsburgh three? And then I have I have Cleveland three. Cleveland three, Pittsburgh four. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett. Right. No faith in Mitch Trubisky. I get it. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun, Gary. I like talking about Moneyball. Right. More teams should do it. Because yeah. at the end of the day, would you rather be? the 18th best team at trying to be Kyle Shanahan or would you rather be the number one best team being yourself and isn't that the lesson in all of this be your own weird self is there a Daniel Tiger song that uh you and I are both in a very big Daniel Tiger phase right now so is there a Daniel Tiger song that uh um that works be your, here be your own weird self we could uh we could probably pen one and send it to PBS as a suggestion, uh, I will say there's a boy. They do those little snippets with like some of the people around the town where they just sort of do a, a kind of a monologue where they're talking to you and and doing something or making something or whatever it is. The one with with Dad Tiger is it's chilling. It is really unsettling. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, he's he's showing off his miniatures. And really? just something is just askew throughout. I it's like it it's it's a David Lynch film. <laughs> the only uh was it if there's something you need, try to make it yourself. Right? Oh that- yeah, they do have a make it yourself. Uh the only one we really do in our house because it's got a sick guitar solo by Tyge is uh uh I'm Daniel, Daniel Tiger. Yeah, and I like, and my, I like friends. my friends. <laughs> just the way they are. So, I mean, it's yeah. Whew, that song, uh, that song is banging. Goosebumps. It's like uh, it's like hearing Thunder Road at MetLife Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, very well. <laughs> wow, the people got something extra today. They got some Seinfeld hate. They got they got you and me singing Daniel Tiger. It's it's Independence Day, and uh, that is embraced in some way by the weird end of the show. Amen. The MMQB NFL podcast is Connor Orr and me, Gary Gramling. We are produced by Shelby Royson. SI's executive producer of podcasts is Scott Brody, and our senior podcast producer is Dan Bloom. 
Mark Ravick is Emeritus Editor of the MMQB, Super Bowl Champion Andy Benoit is the founder of the MMQB NFL Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this feed on Apple Podcasts, and once you do, please leave a rating and review because it really does help other people find the show, which is also available on Spotify, Stitcher, SI.com, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.